Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. We're coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop's studio headquarters in rainy, wet, dark hooks at New Hampshire. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcast from. Tonight, tonight, my friends, we are going back to a favorite of our audience topics, and that is how aging affects tobacco. <laughs> and tonight, we are going to focus on pipe tobacco. It is an all-pipe show tonight, and what we are going to do is we are going to smoke Peterson Nightcap came out this year 2020 and we are going to smoke it back to back with dunhill nightcap from 2011 yeah, nine yeah, years ago both of these tins were sealed until today they have been opened for the show and we have started we're going to start with the peterson nightcap this is the new stuff and uh, you open up the tin Got all this fluffy stuff on there. You pull out this and you get the tin note here. Mm. Very vinegary, smoky, savory stuff. What do you pick up, Nick? See, now, is anyone going to touch that now? No. <laughs> take that in. We're in, the middle of, we're, in. we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Smoky. I didn't put my nose on it. I did not put my nose on it. I don't it. know. I, I'd like a, like a replay. You didn't that. exhale through your nose, did you? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. What do you smell, Dave? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay, Dave has the uh, Rona. Yep. Okay, we're I gonna smell. pass it to Paul. I get a little bit of vinegar. Yeah. That's about it. Well, definitely Latakia. That's for sure. It can mm -hmm. absolutely smell it. Yep. A little leathery vinegar. A little. I don't want to say fruit because it's not fruit, but. In, uh, the incense, yeah. So the, definitely got some orientals in there. Yeah, yep. You can definitely taste the orientals there and everything. Yep. Let me uh, package this up here. Now, um, uh, this actually has a little description on the tin. Okay. And I shall read it for you from the tin. Wow, this you. is on Peterson Nightcap. It currently says, The mixture of Latakia, small-leaved orient. They don't say oriental. They just say orient. orient. The Orient is in small leaves and has been put into this tobacco. Mm. And Perique create a rich flavored smoking experience. Indulge in a sensation of relaxation and leisure. Mixed cut. It's actually ribbon cut to me. I don't know what mixed cut means with that. But um, little bit of ribbon, little now, bit of uh, this blend, Peterson Nightcap, uh, was formerly out under Dunhill, the other tobacco that we're going to be smoking tonight. Uh, when Dunhill exited making uh, pipe tobacco, 
back in 2018, uh, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which had mm -hmm. been producing it for them for some years, acquired the rights to the name and the blend and re-released it under the Peterson brand, which they also own. So the only difference between Peterson and Dunhill is that this tin says Peterson and this tin used to say Dunhill. Okay. Well, it still it does say Dunhill. It still does say Dunhill, but the new stuff, the only thing that has changed is the name on top of the tin. It is the same recipe by the same people who've been making it with the same tobacco they've been getting from the same places. So even though it's Peterson versus Dunhill, nine years old, it should be a very similar blend. It's been made by the same company for a very long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so it, it both are uh, made by the Scandinavian Tobacco Group. It's an English blend, a very, very popular English blend tobacco containing Latakia Oriental Tobaccos Perique and Virginia. Uh, no flavoring on this. It's ribbon cut, and we are drinking the same thing with both uh, tobaccos tonight so that we stay as consistent as we can smoking uh, both uh, the new stuff and the old stuff tonight. Paul, what is it that we are drinking with this here backy mm -hmm. i have to thank dave for this suggestion because this morning when we were talking about what we were going to pair tonight with he was getting very excited and i Tub. could I, I could not believe it was coming out of his mouth today Tub. he had actually said if you go to the liquor store can you please find old tub and i said what and he said he was he was jumping up and down he goes if you can find old tub get it i hear it's phenomenal and so after we did a little bit of research, trying to figure out what the notes would be with the, uh, with the notes of the tobacco, I thought it made a lot of sense. So Old Tub is from the Jim Beam Company. Mm -hmm. It is a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 100 proof uh, from the Jim Beam website. Before Jim Beam Bourbon, the Beam family made Old Tub. Old Tub. An unfiltered bonded bourbon, oh, which yeah. was the foundation for what would become the world's number one bourbon. This limited edition offering is a tribute to that groundbreaking whiskey. Mm. Just like the original Old Tub liquid, this Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey has not been carbon or chill filtered, only quality screened to remove bits of barrel wood <laughs> to showcase the Thank true you. rustic character <laughs> right. of the whiskey. I'm glad they strained it yes. before they put it in the bottle. Me too. Yep. No splinters. Good. Mm. You know, so, there's, there's nothing like drink, you know, I like French press coffee, but there's nothing like, you know, getting to the bottom of that French press and then realizing you've just had a mouthful of coffee grounds. Mm -hmm, yep. That's mm -hmm. gross. So yep. I can only imagine what it would be like if you actually had, you know, <laughs> some wood bits, in there. Of, bits of wood and char. Mm, Tastes charry. Woody. I think it'll be amazing. Lots of wood notes. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Well, right off the bat, I'm getting uh, spice. <laughs> Why almost is my drink chewy? Oaky, a mm. little bit of honey, a little bit of caramel, some nice fruit with that, too. You're picking uh, up a lot of stuff. Are you talking about the drink? Yes, the, I am. I know. He's... I'm not talking about the, the tobacco. Yet. Okay, this okay. Is, this is strictly say. the old tub. The tub. I smell tub. Yeah. Mm, no, I think old... it's going to go really well. Yep. Mm -hmm. I got lots of vanilla right off the yep. top of that. Mm. Oh, what's the... Very, very good. What's that... On the finish, mm. there's something there on the finish. It's kind of sweet. 
Is that maybe a little a little darkened caramel? That's a little caramel. On the finish. Oh, that's yep. right. Yes. Yep. That's yeah, very, right. that's yep. very, very pleasant. Caramel. You get it right at the end. Yep. And it's kind of stays on your palate a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's really definitely. nice. Yep. Which is also, I believe, like the finish of the pipe tobacco. I think you meant to say caramel toffee, but. Caramel coffee. Caramel coffee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> David often pretends he's from the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Or maybe India. India. Paul, if you're going to the liquor store, could you pick me up some old top? I'll give you fifty thousand rupees. Wow! <laughs> Thank you. Come again. <laughs> and we just got reflect. Mm -hmm. And then Paul realizes that translates to like six bucks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So. We've talked a lot about the drink, which we all think is great. Yeah. And it's under 25 bucks. Really? Yeah. It's oh, a boy. great, great deal. It's 20, not, and it's a limited time thing. They're not making it forever. Once it's gone, it's gone. Oh, I'm boy. Twenty three ninety nine at the liquor store. Looks like I'm going tomorrow morning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll be first in line. Now, sure what do we think about the pipe tobacco here? Ooh. This is the 2020 Peterson 20, Nightcap. Um Paul, what are you what what are the, what are you picking up off this? So I get some nice smooth leather and some earth. I get uh, some spice. The floral from the Orientals uh, is present. Uh, mm -hmm. Just a little bit of sweetness too. The retrohale, really nice. It's mm -hmm. Very very smooth floral spice. Just mm -hmm. a little bit of spice. Mostly the floral is what I'm yeah. picking up. Some some nice incense. Yeah. Yeah, the retrohale has mm. that very incense-like, mm. you know, aroma to it. Yeah. Um, this very is smooth. really creamy smooth to Yes, me. It very, is. very nice. And, um, you know, I get some leather. It's This is, now, when I started smoking pipes 20-something years ago, nightcap, Dunhill nightcap, was what I, you know, uh, was smoking a lot of. And I remember it being really, really strong to me. Mm -hmm. And filling the air with thick blue smoke and uh this is not near as strong as i remember it, it i would say this is medium yes oh, this best, is a medium at best, at you know, best right yeah and um but you know i get that you know some leather some savory notes um there's some sweetness from the virginias there a little bit yeah you know but um and and the i really kind of pick up the perique more in the retrohale than anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. What the ori the Orientals in there for me are really present. They're mm -hmm. really up front. The Virginias come in, play a nice little note in the back, and then when you retrohale, you get that nice light spice on the retrohale, mm -hmm. um, with a little bit of that smokiness in there. Yep. I'm not getting too much of the leather. I'm trying to look for it, um, but yeah, I guess I like to me. Yeah, I guess I gotta like kind of let it come to me. Um, but definitely the Orientals, little Virginias on the back end. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely Earth along with the Orientals, they play really nice together. But really smooth, me mm -hmm. nice medium body, really nice. I would say this would be an afternoon cap. Is anyone cap. is anyone picking up like a little bit of light espresso in this? Mm. Some mm -hmm. coffee, not... espresso coffee ground kind of stuff. No, no. Mm. Just trying to describe really... it. To me, creamy. 
is very, the first, very, first very word creamy, that comes smooth. To mind. Yep. creamy, smooth. It's you Sweet. know that that um, real savory, almost steak oney sauce thing that you get with like plum pudding, or or um, but it's milder. Yes. Or, um, yeah, Mississippi River from Seattle Pipe Club. I don't get from this. It's very, it's it's very very smooth. Going back to back from, you know, smoking the bowl mm-hmm. and taking a, a sip of the uh, of the bourbon, the old tub. Mm-hmm. That is, the sweetness just lingers in there. With, mm-hmm. I think the the bourbon for me is bringing out more of the Virginias and making it a little bit more. Uh, complex with the Virginias and the Orientals that are in there. They're kind so you're of liking the pairing. I'm very much liking the pairing. Paul, they, what do you think? I didn't think there was any Virginias in this. There's yes, a little there bit. Is. Yeah. There is. There is. Yeah. Yep. Someone wasn't listening to the tin description. Latakia Orientals, Perique, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Then that might explain why I'm getting a little bit more fruit flavor now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, Dave, this was your idea for the pairing, even though you had no idea what you were pairing because you'd never had the old tub before. You were just going by what people told you about old tub. I think I the, way, the way he was talking today is that it, he had had it multiple times and was just so excited to share it with us. And I said, I finally said, Dave, have you I had think, this I think yet? And he Neil goes, no. had brought it in at one point. We had, I had had a sip or two. Okay. So you Obviously know. off shift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Right. Just wanted to make but sure. But I will say kudos to you, my friend. Yeah. Because this was this is spot on tonight. This, this is this, really this good. This is a man. very good pairing. And for a hundred hundred proof bourbon, man, mm. that is really flavorful. Yeah. Really nice. It's not got... too strong or over the top. Does really well with this nightcap. It's I really tell you, nice. it. I've had I've had I've had fifty dollar bourbons that aren't as good as that. Mm. I agree. Yeah. That's what Neil said. He's like, there's nothing that comes close to this for the price range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. Well, he knows his bourbon. He sure yeah. does. He sure bourbon. does. Or at the very least, he buys his bourbon. Yes. <laughs> but he's been spot on, too, with his suggestions at the, the lower end of the price, mm-hmm. too. I mean, this, there's no question. He's had several of them that he's recommended that yeah. have, have mm-hmm. hit, knocked it out of the park. Well, Pete, he got into it, too. And for the last, like, uh, three weeks, every Friday, he goes out and buys a bottle because he just wants to st- to stockpile it up. This? Yeah. the tub? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have to do the same. Mm-hmm. Awesome. While it's available. <laughs> yeah. I have to go buy two bottles tomorrow. It's, it's mm-hmm. a small, it's a very small release. Mm-hmm. So once they, yep. you know. This is really good. The savoriness on the tobacco is making oh, it salivate. Yeah. Mm. Now, Thanksgiving was last week. Mm-hmm. Was this it? This has been kind of a, a weird, oh. a weird uh, year for holidays. You Four know, we're kind of, you know, Thanksgiving is kind of the beginning of the holiday season here. Yeah. Uh, you know, what did you guys do for for uh, Thanksgiving? Did you have people over? Did you stay home? Was it more low key? I mean, what what happened, Dave? I know it was your forty fifth birthday. Yep. yep, yep. So what did, what did you do on uh, Thanksgiving? Um, we had mom over, and uh, it was just me and my two boys and mom, and we ate, and uh-huh. we ate, and we ate, and we just watched, you know, Netflix shows. That was it. It was wonderful. Yes. It's very relaxing, very quiet. Sounds like just an average day at your house. Eating, watching Netflix. <laughs> yep. Only the, the 
the difference was mom was food quality and the mom was the food quality <laughs> better than, than Domino's. We had better four different Domino's. pies, mm-hmm. you know, none pizza. So four different pies and like four sides for the turkey. So it was really good. Put the turkey. 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 Which, by the way, for the first time ever, I decided to brine it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It sounded like it was going to be a fun idea. And I found like a pie chart that had, you take one from each section of the pie and you, and you can, you know, it would make a good brine. And I saw uh, one of them was brown sugar. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to stop there. That's all I'm going to use. Just brown just sugar? Just brown sugar. So I made the brine, added the brown sugar to it, and... Um, it, what happened is was exactly what I was hoping. It was a very mild, sweet brown sugar taste to the turkey, and it was stupidly moist. I didn't even bag it; like I just cooked it open in the oven for about five hours. Yeah. Uh, and it was just perfect. It was the most moist and juicy turkey I had ever had. Brining, brining will do that to foul all the time. I'll, the... I'll brine chicken wings. Yeah. And, mm. and, and you can fry them at 500 degrees in the oven if you want to. And if you've got a nice crisp yeah. skin, and yet it is so moist inside, mm-hmm. it's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Glad you did that, dude. Mm. Yeah. And I will continue to do it. Yep. And it's going to be a new thing. Yep. Now, how come, how come there's no apple pie here? That's a good question. That's because a very good question. So I guess I'll have to bring it next time. I'll, I'll make wrong. Time for the show. It's not right. I was actually going to bring the other two pies that I made because there was still a, a large amount left, but I forgot. So mm-hmm. which would have been a blueberry cream cheesecake pie and uh, mom's uh, pumpkin. I don't know how either of those would have gone with nightcap. Probably not so well. Yeah. But. Maybe the pumpkin. Yeah, maybe, maybe the might, pumpkin. Maybe the blueberry pumpkin. would not have no, gone. No. Really well. Still would have ate it, but. Yep. Yeah, still would have ate it. Yeah. Now, Nick, what about you? How, what was your Thanksgiving like? Ooh. You usually have food. like 400 people get together. and usually. Now, you can, you see, the reason, <laughs> the main reason I wanted to ask this question was you yeah. have been growing turkeys. I have been growing specifically. turkeys. Specifically. Mm-hmm. With Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Did that actually happen, or did you spare the turkey? They were pardoned this Oh, my gosh. You pardoned the turkey? All that work? It came down to, like, two days before, and me and my wife sat down, and we had the conversation about uh, one of them. And what I wanted to do this year, which, uh, you know, when we started raising them um, in the beginning of the year, we started raising them and didn't think that COVID was going to go this long and how you know we were all going to be kind of separated and everything now what does covid have to do with turkeys well what i want my plan was is to get the biggest turkey and have everybody come over yep and have a huge feast Mm -hmm. if i needed to i had two turkeys we could have them on the table usually if we're going to have both families over my family and her family Mm -hmm. there's usually about 50 people Mm -hmm. so we would be prepared Mm -hmm. this year we couldn't do that. We couldn't have just one house full of people. Right. Um, we had to, you know, do the, the everybody kind of be, you know, social distancing and everything. So the first half of the day. People Skyped in. Nobody <laughs> Skyped in. We just went to, we just went to uh, my grandmother's house first um, with my mother, my grandmother, my sisters, and my, my, uh, my other two brothers. So it was kind of 
smaller than we usually are. We have it. Um, that is less than fifty. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, yep. she made a turkey there. Yeah. Um, with all the size, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Carrots. Squash. Squash. The whole nine yards. Um, and all the pies. So from one o'clock to four o'clock, I didn't really stop eating. Um, had three plates of food. Then after that, went to the Italian pastries, cannolis, the cookies, then the pies, and then a little bit of ice cream on the side um, with some apple pie. And then after that, we sat down, watched uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas mm -hmm. Vacation. After that, because my mom was there, she wanted to watch The Godfather. So we watched The Godfather. <laughs> my mom was there, and her favorite Thanksgiving movie is The Godfather. So she we when it. we all get together, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Um, I love the scene where the horse head is in the bed and everything. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was wonderful. Um, I was very thankful. It's extremely thankful. <laughs> thankful to be alive. Yes. <laughs> so what the heck? So, so so are you saving the turkeys, or was this so really that that you got emotionally attached to the turkeys no. and can't? kill them i was not them. i was i was feeding them so much food i was going through <laughs> well the female so i have a male and a female and yeah. the female can barely walk that's how fast she is she waddles she's like waddle 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 she gotta go like this to walk straight so i was intentionally fattening fattening them up are you gonna do them for christmas I don't know. Is it cruel to let that turkey waddle around for another year? It's good. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's, the legs might break, it sounds like. How big is that turkey now? Uh, right now, she's probably uh, about 45. So, but it's it's funny because she has this huge body and these tiny legs, and she has to waddle everywhere. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. But anyways, after my grandmother's house, went to my in-law's house, and we ate more food there. Yeah. And from five o'clock to eight thirty, again I continuously ate, and I couldn't move. Pretty much by eight thirty, just couldn't move. Okay. Mm. Paul, Paul, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, so this is this was our first Thanksgiving, just she and I. Hmm. And it was that's so it was, sweet, it Paul. Was, it was so excellent. romantic. It was absolutely. Fantastic! It really was. As much as I missed my Play family, the no. As much as I missed my family and 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 getting together, uh, we really enjoyed the fact that it was just she and I. We cooked all day. Uh, we ate. We drank. You know, watched some movies. Just really relaxed and just had a great time together. And uh, you know, we're, we're like, you know, this if this is how it's going to be for the future, we're 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 fine with it. I mean, we don't know obviously what next year will bring. I heard you. I heard you had something special to eat. Yes, Dave. Thanks very much for your apple pie. We really appreciate it. It was it was great. It really, really was. Yeah, but uh, I'm still eating it. it but here, so was yeah. that? What's you say? <laughs> so apparently he'll he'll make it if you pay for it. Exactly. But yeah. Not for the podcast. No. 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 Oh, I'll make it. No. So now but, you cooked all day. Did you cook a turkey? We cooked a turkey. We cooked all the traditional sides. She made some uh, some additional sides for the first time. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a fantastic meal. It mm. really, really was. And mm. uh, I would be happy to do it again next year if for some reason, you know, we had to. Maybe you don't need a reason. In. Maybe it's. 
No, I mean, like I said, I mean, at least you know we had this time, and uh, you know we're we we'd be fine if it was just she and I again in the future. It's just you know as much as we like having family, it's it's nice to have your own traditions too. That's mm. true. So we could. That's be, true. We don't, and again, most likely coming up in Christmas time, it might very well be the same. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, with my mom at Dave's house because it was his birthday, it ended up. Um, you know, I have I have a daughter who I can't have I shared on the show. I don't know that she, I have a daughter who's in the hospital right now. With you know, and uh, uh, a few weeks ago, she actually you know got really depressed and suicidal and ended up in the in the hospital program and and uh, so she's she's not at home and. Uh, my wife's family, they couldn't get together, you know, for for reasons either. So um, my wife spent the night before and all day Thanksgiving with my daughter who's in the hospital. So I spent all day with my oldest and my youngest daughter at the house. And... Um, you know, so it was very weird. It was the, it was very laid back. It was very low key, and quite, a, quite honestly, for me, that was great. That was what I kind of needed—a very relaxed, mm. slow-moving day. And uh, my oldest, Maggie, loves to cook, and she really wanted to cook Thanksgiving dinner. And her plan had been to do it for, you know, the whole family getting together. But then, with all the stuff going on, that couldn't happen. So. Um, she cooked virtually the entire Thanksgiving meal, including the pies and everything. Wow. And it was fantastic. She did an incredible job. The turkey came out amazing. I told her what to put on it, and she did it all on her own. And I don't even know exactly what she did, but whatever she did, it was one of the best turkeys we'd ever had. Nice. And it was amazing. And um, so we did that. We had all the fixings. We had all the snacks that you have when you're waiting for the mm, meal and everything. Cheese and crackers. That's what we had. We had cheese, lots of cheese and crackers. And uh, we watched the Expendables trilogy. Whoa. Nice. That was cool. You know, just some very stupid, fun action stuff. It was nice to see all the jokes that they make about their own movies. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Was very cool. Saying each other's catch lines. Saying each other's catch lines. The you know the best was was when uh, Chuck Norris comes out in the second one, uh, and uh, Sylvester Stallone says, "I heard you got bit by a cobra." Yeah, <laughs> and, and he says, "Yeah." And after five agonizing days, the cobra died. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, even and, doing and, the, like even the doing other the people Chuck are like, Norris oh. ropes and everything. <laughs> that you know, was great. Just, it was just so awesome. So that you know, and, and then my wife got home later that night, and and that's when we had dessert. So we, you know, the four of us were able to have dessert. But it was, it you know, it was it kind of sucked not having everybody in the family together. Yeah. You know, it's been a, a rough couple of weeks. Um, but uh, you know, Thanksgiving is still one of my favorite days. I love the idea of just. Um, Focusing on the blessings that you have and that uh, to 
great things, people, lessons, experiences that uh, you you have in your life, and, and I think that's great to focus on. And the eating doesn't hurt either. No, no, the eating was really good. Yes. Now, um, now that we've talked a little bit about that, um, are you picking up? We're about halfway through the pipe bowl here, unless you're Nick, in which case you're probably done. No, I double packed it, so we're, you we're double good. packed it. I double packed. I double packed my pipe. Double packed the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm are you picking up anything different is it changing at all are you experiencing any other kind of flavors or things as you're going through here or is it the same you know stuff that you started with i'm getting this i'm getting some new stuff here but i need to having done the talking here i need somebody else to talk so i can light this again and i think the pairing is is to me is bringing out a lot more of the earthy uh, floral spice mm-hmm. from the tobacco, and specifically, it's it's really enhancing it on the retrohale. I think the the spice from the drink is actually helping to increase the the spice and the floral notes for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's really really good though. It's really flavorful mm-hmm. tobacco. Um, this this could be this could be an everyday smoke for me. Really really good. It's definitely you know you can see why it's a favorite. Yeah, it's been yeah. a favorite for really years. Good. It's really you know, nice. decades. This has been a favorite of people's. Um, but it's very relaxing too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of, fl- of 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 notes going on there, but it's very very relaxing. Mm. Really 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 relaxing. It is. There's a lot. the The drink for me is bringing out more deep fruit mm-hmm. with the the tobacco. You get that Orientals alongside with that the Virginias. It's making the Virginias come a little bit more alive. So for me. Everything else is the same. The Virginias are coming a, are coming across a little bit more strong. Mm. Um, it's in the beginning. It was you could kind of get it on the back end. It was very light. You got obviously the uh, the Orientals were playing a big part there mm-hmm. in the front end. But now that I'm about a third in the bowl and drinking the and drinking the bourbon, the Virginias for me are coming more alive. It's funny for me. It's the Orientals that are. Mm. coming out that that kind of almost sweet sour floral okay. notes of the of the orientals that's what i'm experiencing yep. more of yep. um i've still got that sweet creaminess but it's kind of it's got this almost sour kind of tinge to it now from the orientals and i i don't mean that in a bad way like it's you know it's soured but it, it does it has this kind of almost citrusy kind of sour to it now a little bit a little bit i could definitely get what you're getting at mm-hmm. a little bit but still very creamy very smooth i'm not really it's like whatever latakia i was tasting in the beginning mm. is really backed off yep mm. yep it's much more the virginias and the orientals, and the orientals. yeah I, I still don't really taste the perique at all i get it on the retro i though. get it on the retro but yeah. i don't yeah. taste it yeah yeah at all yeah. Right, Dave. Are you um, picking no, up anything? The, the biggest difference for me is when I light it up, I got like a big uh, caramel taste in my mouth, and then it, that kind of went away. Caramel toffee. Caramel toffee. I got the caramel toffee. But pretty much everything you guys said, yeah. You know, we get. Uh, I think the drink is is definitely keeping the the uh, the mouth feel sweet. From the Virginias, I get a lot of the Orientals, the the floral and the retrohale. Uh, I don't think I'm really getting any perique in the retrohale. It's just very floral for me. 
Do you think this is a complimentary pairing? I think it is a complimentary pairing. A what? Take the pipe <laughs> out of your mouth when you need to speak. It is a complimentary pairing. That a girl. Very good, Dave. Very, Very good. good. Very good. Next, we'll have uh, him say his ABCs. ABCs. Now, uh, Paul. And I'll ask this to everybody. We're going to start no. with Paul. No. Starting with Paul. Are you actively aging any cigars or tobacco right now? Uh, no to the cigars. Um, yes to the tobacco. And I am actually doing a uh, a a Carolina Red Flake that mm. we got last year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that sit for an additional year. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I'm I'm aging. I I do not do well with aging cigars because i just happened to smoke them smoke right through them uh, Dang it. the the only the only cigar that i actually aged for a long period of time and it was only a year was two years ago when we had the fuente event mm -hmm. uh with carlito and i got a an opus shark mm -hmm. and i got two of them and i had one that weekend and i had one a year later and mm -hmm. and that that's the only cigar that i actually aged purposely mm. for that experiment just to see how it would I would change, mm. but other than that, I do not age cigars. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I, and and I've said it before on the show. I think I don't have a whole lot of cigars at home. I mean, I have a humidor with a, there's there's probably somewhere between thirty or forty cigars in there, but it's not it's not a whole lot, and you know because I basically live at one of the greatest cigar shops, yeah. in America. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no point in taking them home. They're all right here. You know, but um, um, I I do have a number of uh, uh, pumpkin spice uh, cigars from Tatuai. Hey, Those I are tasty. Yeah. And I have let them sit and smoke them on Halloween. Nice. So the ones I smoked this year were last year's um, uh, cigars, and I still have a couple left. I'm going to see how they are next year to see how two years of aging on those has affected them they were very very good did i notice a big change between when i smoked them at the event versus a year later honestly i not really it was, they were still really good mm -hmm. but i i wasn't like oh my gosh i gotta age these for another year mm -hmm. but they still held up definitely mm -hmm. you know but um you know, Paul, I can, I can, uh, yeah, I have a couple of tins of, of 2019's um, Carolina Red Flake uh, in the back of my um, cellar at home, and I'm trying like a Dickens to let them stay there. Um, you know, with COVID going on and everything, I've been raiding my, <laughs> raiding my box more than usual, and I'm, I'm hoping I can stay away. I did, um, uh, I did manage to age at, a tin of esoterica uh, dunbar for a year Ooh. and um, it was very very good when i opened it a year later um, again i just looked at it and said why am i holding off on smoking this great stuff it's great. i need great stuff and i don't i don't want to spend the money on another tin so i just opened it up but it was it was really really good nice but, you know i've tried it you know, with a number of other things, you know, I'll talk about that those experiences a little bit later. But for the most part, it's the 
that Carolina red flake, and I know that's going to age fantastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see how that goes. And, you know, we're fortunate that, you know, we have, you know, Twins orders enough of that stuff when it comes out that it doesn't become this, oh, you better get your tin and then it's gone. You know, we order enough to have it for a while so that you can keep coming back and getting it stuff like that have you done anything with aging nick probably not unfortunately no um i smoke too much um every cigar that i try to age i do have a humidor at home mm-hmm. and i smoke do have... it if you got it exactly yes smoke exactly. it if i got it and he's got it he's gonna smoke it i'm gonna smoke it um mm-hmm. i have a humidor at home i i think i have about maybe 20 to 25 cigars in there mm-hmm. um so basically, that'll I'll, last you a week. I try not to. I try to. I try to not to tap into that. I try to tap into that. Usually, when my father-in-law comes over, um, basically enough there. So on my day off, I've got enough to go through the day. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got. I got. Like I got some in, the in there. Yeah, when I'm in the shower, or <laughs> you know what I mean, when I'm outside with the turkeys or something. Outside you know, with the turkeys. Um, or working on the car or something like that. You know. Um. But I got a few there, but I think the longest that I've ever aged the cigar was a week. No, a year. <laughs> a year. <laughs> a year. It was at the same event, the Afuente event. Mm-hmm. And, um, was that I, dog years? So it was like three months? Um, it was dog years, yeah. Um, and I did it on a year. I got a, a Opus X Angel Share, which is mm-hmm. a very, very That's good a cigar. very good cigar. It's a very good cigar. And I was like, I bought two, and I was smoked one that night, and then I put one away, and I... The next, it was probably maybe a little over a year, the next year that I smoked it, but I kicked myself in the head because the night that I smoked it was a day after I had surgery on my mouth. I had three teeth taken out. I still had stitches in. You're still bleeding. And I was still bleeding. I was still spitting blood. And I was like, you know what? I could really use an opus. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know what? Wow. It's a. As good as time as any. So mm-hmm. I smoked it, and uh, it was pretty good. It was it was pretty good, even though I was in pain mm-hmm. through most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, but that was the only thing in the past couple of years. Um, in the past couple of years, that's the only thing that I've ever aged. <laughs> Before that, I was you know working for twins and. Um, I was working for a smaller shop. I had cigars that I aged for two, three years, but you know now I'm just always smoking. Always smoking, Dave. Mm-hmm. You don't um, age, you don't age crap. Uh, you have been cigars, long no. to age well, anything. The only thing I the only thing I aged, I was able to age a few things for a couple months. Like last year, I aged a Dogma for like it was two or three months, so I yeah, saved it for my birthday. Not do but you know. Um, I do on the pipe tobacco side, however, I have a tin of uh Carolina Red Freak with Freak that I've had for Flake, Flake, that I've had for I want it's got to be close to over a year now, so yeah, and um, with Parik, with Parik, yeah, yeah, that came out uh, that came out in like May, no, get close. Keep it going. It's getting close. Ooh, Danny. You're, you're, you're six months. You're at six months. Danny on the on the, so. on the relight. Mm-hmm. Right on the front. You got that deep espresso note in oh, there. Oh, you did. I just got it. It's crazy. But my All intention right. with that is to give it to Paul. 
because I don't like it. So the only reason you're aging it is because you don't like it. He doesn't like the Perique. I like the Street oh, Carolina me. Red Flake. So I bought two tins. So when I got it, because I figured, you know, I'd like it, but then I didn't. So the other tin is just kind of like set there, and I haven't even finished the first one. Mm-hmm. So you've been aging that too? Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really. But no. yes, it, it's in a mason There's jar. There's a difference between old tobacco and aged tobacco. Well, it's in a mason jar sealed, so it, it, it is aging. Mm. Well, it's not in a bag or in the tin. It's mm-hmm. in a mason jar. All right. We're just about at the end of our first half here. Mm. I have some other questions, but we'll, we'll, we'll ask them in the second half of the show so that we don't go on for hours and hours here. What are our uh, final thoughts here on the 2020 Peterson nightcap that is available on the market today? Mm. <laughs> I think it's an, a very enjoyable tobacco. I think mm-hmm. that the, the, the leather, uh, I didn't pick up any espresso, but mm-hmm. the, the leather, earthy, uh, floral notes, uh, again, a little bit of touch of spice, the retrohale, just that super smooth uh, floral spice on it. Medium, I'm, I'm going to say it's a solid medium now. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely intensified to a solid medium now, mm-hmm. So, uh, but it would be an everyday smoke for me. I really enjoy this very, very much. All right. For me, you know, that leather, that earth, there's a little bit of dark cocoa in here now mm-hmm. as I'm going into this those floral notes um and a little bit of sweet and sour zip from the orientals that mm. uh, are definitely there there's that uh, sweet dark fruit kind mm. of notes from the virginias um the only way i am experiencing the perique that's in this is in the retro hail which is this nice very pleasant light spice um but as the tobacco has changed and gotten a little bit um, bolder in flavors, like uh, Paul has, has seen too, um, that creaminess of it has been consistent all the way down. And uh, just a very, very enjoyable smoke. Um, you could smoke this any time of day. I mean, it's it's not the heaviest English that I've had. So mm-hmm. I think no, the no, idea of it being like, the nightcap um like you said nick this could be a good afternoon smoke uh, too but it, yeah. it, it i mean i could definitely do this as a nightcap but i i was expecting it to be a little bit richer true i was expecting it to be a little bit richer and mm. but uh um there it is what about you nick anything to add to that no other than like you said to there is definitely some richness there. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be being mm-hmm. a nightcap. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, Rona, Rona. Um, being a nightcap, I thought it was going to be a little bit more heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more heavier. Yeah, thought it was going to be more of a fuller body. This is a, this comes off to me as a medium body. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm, excuse me, my God. Um, you're excused. Thank you. The Orientals and the Virginias are really playing nice with the the bourbon. Getting that retro hail. Really nice. A little bit of spice. Still very creamy. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. On the relight, when I relit it, I got that kind of really strong coffee. But mm-hmm. it was only for that split second. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if it was pretty if it was pretty present through the whole smoke it would be really enjoyable for me mm. um not that it isn't because it is it's really nice um and i definitely go back to this again my friend all right good dave anything that um no whenever i whenever i <laughs> take a Gary, take a haul off the pipe right after the drink i it's like a very creamy caramel taste to me mm-hmm. and i still get a lot of the lot of the floral and retrohale but uh yeah you know, I'm enjoying the pairing yeah. more than I enjoyed the tobacco by itself. Mm-hmm. The pairing is definitely great. Mm-hmm. It really does, uh, I think, uh, pull out a lot of the good stuff in the tobacco, that earthiness, that leather, the sweetness mm-hmm. plays well with the uh, vanilla and caramel notes of the uh, old tub. That's definitely awesome. I definitely think this is something where, you know, the pairing makes this an even more enjoyable tobacco. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a break. When we're back, we will have packed our pipes with the Dunhill Nightcap from 2011. Boy, Try not to go anywhere. Thank you. Come again. All right, everybody. We're back. And a big shout-out to our friend Wayne Moore, who was gracious enough to supply us with the uh, Dunhill Nightcap from 2011. That was from his personal collection. Thank you very much, Wayne. Uh, And that is not just blowing smoke. We're very grateful. Now, uh, there is no tin description on the old stuff, but I believe they had the old... Dunhill tin description on tobaccoreviews.com, which was a little bit different. And it says, a rich blend for late in the day. It is a slow lasting smoke. Just prior to packing, expensive Perique tobacco is added to enhance the bouquet. (laughs) Again, it's made by the same company, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Latakia, Orientals, Perique, Virginia, Ribbon Cut, um, you know, when we opened this tin, the first thing I noticed was that you could tell it had been aged because it was not near as wet as the new tin was. And the uh, tin note here is much more earthy, earthy and woody. It does not have that vinegary uh, taste to it or smell to it, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree? Don't, don't touch. A little sweet note in there. You mm-hmm. get that earthy sweetness? Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. Not a lot less vinegar and more earthy sweetness. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, much earthier. Yep. A little bit darker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, more rich, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not a lot of sweetness. Not a lot of sweetness you know, at no, all. A lot but more earth. Almost more like wood. a charred oak kind of a taste to yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of the uh, incense floral notes that the I got. Orientals out of the Orientals are. One. This is more of a of a of an earthy, mm-hmm. slight spice. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up the spice on the retro hill, but I'm not picking up the Oriental uh, incense or floral notes. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm picking I'm picking up the the incensey kind of stuff, but it's much more potent. It's not floral yep. anymore, yep. but it's more of an incense-like uh, aroma. Mm. 
Roger Hale's still very, very smooth, though. Mm -hmm. Very smooth. It's just a smooth spice now. Yeah, much more woody. I can tell that the Latakia is there, but it's 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 performing very differently. Um, it's a very very supporting role, but very mm -hmm. it's 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 way in the background. Yeah, it, if it's if if you normally expect Latakia to have that kind of campfirey, savory, almost vinegary or steak saucy kind of note to it, which was very light in the new. 2020 stuff mm. this is more like older charred kind of a flavor to it it's complex mm -hmm. very complex all the i get a little bit of the sweetness see the bourbon really kind of helps with bringing some of that quiet quiet notes out a little mm -hmm. bit um so with the drink though, Nick, with the drink for me, the yeah. it's it's it it is helping to bring out more of the the, the floral notes. The yeah. it's not the incense. Excuse mm. me, the incense is definitely a lot more present mm. with the drink. Mm. Without it, I, I had a hard time picking it up. Yeah, with the the drink is is definitely doing that. Um, I just can't get over how com how complex this is over to comparing to the the nightcap that we had earlier. Mm. It's a lot more rich. It is. It's a lot richer. For sure. It's well, it's richer. got how many years? Nine. Nine, Nine years. years. Nine years. That's, that's, that's incredible. <clears throat> now, uh, while we're smoking this, uh, let me ask some other questions here. Have you ever, Nick, yeah. had some cigars that had, or pipe tobacco that had, other than this, that had some good aging on it that really you felt benefited the cigar or tobacco. That would be a no. Okay. <laughs> um, Kurt gave me one of, I believe it was last year in Christmas. He was, mm -hmm. he was giving them out being Mr. Santa Claus, like mm -hmm. he is. Very giving individual. Mr. Flannel Claus. Yes. Very. Flannel Claus. Mr. Flannel Claus. That's going to be his new tag name. Hashtag Flannel Claus. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> um, it's not a ho-ho. It's hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Bag full of cigars he comes with. Um, he gave me one of the original 724s that he blended. And Kurt is kind of known for that. Mm -hmm. He he has... Uh, he he loves to sit on cigars. We yes, all know does. this. Uh, and he gave me one of the original 724 torpedoes, the original blend. Um, and that blend, and it's the same blend, Brazilian Matafina wrapper. Um, and it was just even more complex, more sweetness, really rich, really smooth. Um, the only thing that made me kind of i i was looking for more of it was the nice little spice note that you get out of the, the mm -hmm. core line mm -hmm. um it wasn't there but as far as the cigar was it was just incredible yeah and having it age that long um in perfect humidity is just incredible cigar that really helped it that actually after smoking that i really wanted to buy some 724s and sit on them for a little bit yeah. and see if I can kind of yeah. get in that realm. 
Um, I know I can't, but it that was one of the cigars that you know I've smoked. I was actually smoking a 724 on the way here, and uh, it, just that cigar having that much age on it mm-hmm. is incredible. Brings it to new heights. It's just an unbelievable smoke at that point. Paul, how about you? Yeah, so I have two instances where the aging has absolutely brought the cigar to a different level, uh, and they're both opuses. Uh, we had with, Early this year, we released a box of the Opus X Double Coronas, mm-hmm. which were aged for five years, according mm-hmm. to Sean. And uh, I, I bought one, and it was fantastic mm. really really good and again it is if you know obviously we talked about opus and how you have to sit on them for a while to really harness the flavors of them and that's a perfect example of uh, of an opus that to me would probably have been one of the best opuses i've had mm. until <laughs> orlando cabrera oh. came in with yeah. his he ruined us all opus x forbidden x mm-hmm. that he had aged for what five or six years yeah yeah which was the best opus I've ever had. I mean, that goes to show you when you take the time to age him the way he ages him, uh, it you're he's you're just able to get those flavors out of it and and extract them. They're just they're just phenomenal. They're really really fantastic. And then when we had on the sh- when we had him on the show with Charlie Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt, he uh, we did the seven twenty four seven twenty four, which mm-hmm. was what seven. Seven or eight years old, was, actually, maybe yeah. maybe even older than that. It was, I and that, that was that was the best. That was the yeah. best seven twenty four I've ever had. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Kurt's cigars age incredibly, well. really good. Yeah, incredibly yeah. well, um, incredibly well. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Incredibly well, and incredibly well. Yes, that's what I said, Dave. Now, have you ever had? cigars or tobacco though that um they didn't benefit from the aging you maybe tried and then you went and smoked it and you were like uh i mean all tobacco is going to change when you age it but sometimes it's just not what you want it's not the change that you thought not the change that you expected has that ever happened to you guys it has yes you know for me i think you know uh being pastor padrone I had the opportunity a couple of years ago to smoke a Padron Millennium, mm. which came out in 1999. It was 20 years old. Um, came right out of the, um, you know, George Padron's personal collection of stuff. And I was so excited to smoke it. And there was like, it was like smoking paper. Oh. There was, yeah. there was, there was nothing left to it. And uh, it was it was it was great to smoke it. It was it, it burned great. The construction was great, but all the you know all the flavor had had just aged out of the of the cigar, and uh, it was it was needless to say a little bit disappointing for Pastor Patron. The only ex- uh, the only example I can give is that this may not be a very good one, but. Back way, way back when I was first getting into cigars, and uh, I had some Cohibas uh, overseas. They were Cuban, and they were they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Regardless if they were as good as they said it was or not, I didn't really know much back then. Mm-hmm. But I came back and I bought 
what I could find would be the closest thing was the Cohiba Red Dot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a big fan of that at that time, but I had an extra one and I put it in my humidor and I've sat on it for almost a year and I had it again and it did nothing mm-hmm. for, for it at all. I, I, I just did, was not impressed at all. So that's probably the only example I can have, I, I can give for <clears throat> where aging may not have done anything to the cigar at all. Now, how is this Dunhill nightcap from 2011 different from the Peterson nightcap 20? It's definitely a lot more richer. A lot richer. A lot richer. I'd say it's a medium plus. It's smoother. It. You think it's a medium plus? You think it's that much? Yeah. I'm going to say well, it's... Well, it's definitely, it's definitely bolder. Yeah. It is, yeah. All right. I'm going to say... It's, it, I, I don't. I, I'm powerful. not getting the boldness that you guys are are experiencing. I'm. I'm going to say it's the same. Uh, this it's the same, maybe intensity level for me. Mm-hmm. But it. I'm not. I'm not picking up the 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 leather notes. Um. Uh, the earth is definitely a lot more prominent. Yes. Uh. The incense, maybe not the floral. Uh, I'm not picking up the sweetness mm-hmm. that it was out of the original. Um. But it's incredibly smooth. I feel yeah, like for really me, the smooth. retrohale is a lot more powerful, a lot more pronounced. I would have to agree with Dave on that one. For me, the the tobacco is just, it is a little bit more bold, but it's not as, it's more, I, I think it's more complex. Flex, yeah. Where in the Peterson one, it's the Orientals and the Virginians are very easily identifiable. Mm-hmm. And the old one, it's a little bit harder. You get more of the meshing of all of it. And for me now that I'm about halfway down my bowl, I'm getting a little bit of that espresso dark chocolate in there mm-hmm. right at the finish. Uh, right before I do my retro hill, I kind of get a little bit of that. Um, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic smoke. It's just a little bit more sophisticated, I would say. I just did a, a, a really strong retrohale, and I absolutely, I'm going to correct myself, I absolutely got the boldness that you three were talking about. Okay. It's, a, it's a lot more, it's, it's a, a lot stronger, more it's a stronger mm-hmm. uh, spice to it, yes. It yeah. is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's definitely much more earthy, mm-hmm. charry. Yes. There's some dark cocoa notes in here that I was not really getting before, and... While it's still very smooth, a lot of that sweet creaminess is gone. It's mm-hmm. now, there's still a creaminess to it, but it's a much darker, earth, earthier kind of creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth, but not as, maybe the, yeah. the best way to say it is smooth. not as creamy. Yeah. That's so where some cigars really will kind of mellow out. Mm-hmm during the aging process. In this case, in what you're saying and what maybe I'm starting to pick up is that it's becoming a lot more stronger with the aging process. Am I right with that? In in terms of the in terms of the flavors that you're getting? I think some of the flavors have gotten stronger mm-hmm. and some of them have been more subdued. Yes. Yeah. I agree and, with some of them, yes. And I think so you're experiencing, you know, I, I, I think the Virginias have gotten sweeter, but I think the the, the Latakias in here have gone from having that kind of sweet, savory smokiness mm-hmm. to more of a 
stronger, charry, woody kind of a flavor to them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I just mm. blowing smoke? Blowing smoke. Blowing smoke. You're not just blowing smoke. Past I'm not that. just blowing smoke. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> right now, which would you say you like better? Ooh. Oh, they'll age. Damn. Hands down. Why? Um, more because it's aged and I can't get it. No. Because it was free. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. Puff, puff. Why? Because it's uh, it's bolder. And it's got more flavor. It's got uh, the florals are stronger. Uh, those are the things that uh, I expect from an English blend. You know, I feel like it's more closer to its namesake. To being a nightcap, you mean? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm not, I'm really kind of, from when I, I, obviously, you can tell from listening to me, I have not smoked nightcap in a long time. Right. And from what I remember um, from 20 years ago when I was smoking it like every day in the smoke shop, the Latakia, that smokiness, that savoriness was what I remember from this and neither the old nor the new has it in in the amount that I was remembering I was really expecting the Latakia to be more of a player in this and it's not and and that doesn't mean it's bad I mean it's 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 good stuff but it's not jiving with my memories of this and um, oh things change Mm -hmm. yeah you change maybe my tastes have changed so does your memory. Yeah. I, I can make a case for both, and mm-hmm. I, I think I like both equally as well, but I'm going to say with the 2020 nightcap, I could smoke that before dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after. This one is definitely an after-dinner smoke to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, Like you say, it's it, I mean, I'm picking that up more and more now. It is a lot more bolder. Um, it, it's a little bit stronger in certain cases mm-hmm. with the flavors um but the uh, but the 2020 has a little bit more of the leather a little bit more of the floralness so to me that would be more of a daytime smoke uh maybe without a meal this one is definitely an after meal yeah after dinner mm. that's uh, fantastic <laughs> but i, th- I i'm, I'm going to say i like each one equally as well okay. I, I i don't think I'm, i would i would I would tend to go to either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed with either one. Yeah. Me neither. Um, how do you think it goes with the drink? Do you think the really drink good. pairs just as yes. well as with the first? Yep. I think it's a fantastic complementary pairing, Dave. Mm-hmm. Complementary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think the tub would be a good pairing for a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you something. Else. I mean, obviously... Uh, can we all agree that the flavors you're getting from this, you don't find in cigars? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So one of the big reasons to smoke pipe tobacco. Why, going on to viewer questions, why smoke a pipe if you're a cigar smoker? What would, what, what would you tell somebody you know, who is thinking about it, but, you know, is, uh, you know, why would I get into something else? I love cigars. Why should they smoke a pipe? 
over the what you just said because you're going to get a lot of the flavors from a pipe that you're not going to get from a cigar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of when I talk to clients too, I say I ask them a lot, "Do you retrohale your cigar smoke?" And most will say no. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you're you're missing a a key important part of the 50% cigar. Fifty percent of the flavor. Correct. A lot of the flavors, specifically a lot of the spice, um, will come out of that." Um, and I think maybe because it, they, and if you're smoking maybe a medium full to full body cigar, they may be hesitant to do so because they might end up choking. They may, <laughs> may their sensories might not be ready for that. But with the pipe, I think it's a lot more approachable, mm-hmm. a lot more approachable. And I tell them that if you start smoking a pipe, you can start, you'll be able to retrohale without the fear of choking or gagging <laughs> and and you're going to be unless, able to pick unless up you start someone off with birds well no you yeah you you, gra- you have to graduate right dave yeah so but i think you, and, I, and i tell them i said if you and when clients say should you know what you know what is it about a pipe i've been thinking about a pipe but you know what what would i be experiencing that's one of the key things i talk about is to me i love retrohaling a pipe mm-hmm. and i retrohale a pipe more than i retrohale a cigar because I love the flavors it gives me. I love the the smoothness of the, the of the and the spice and and the floralness from this tobacco and other things that we've had. So it, it's it's something that I think that other 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 uh, customers would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nick, what would you tell customers? Pretty much the same thing. You're you're gonna get different nuances and different flavors than you are from a cigar. Smoke um, it if you got it. Smoke it if you got it. <laughs> also, too. I take this right out of your page, Danny, about how you can stay in control of the pipe Mm -hmm. and, you know, that comparison of driving an automatic and driving a standard Mm -hmm. where you're in complete control. You're in complete control of the pipe and, you know, in the cigar, you just got to kind of smoke it. If it, you know, if it gets plugged, you got to try to deal with the problem. If it canoes, you got to try to deal with the problem with the pipe. If it's too, you know the draw is too tight. You can put. You can adjust it. If it's too loose, you can adjust it. If you know, if you want a ten-minute smoke, you can put a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. You're in complete control, and the flavors that you're gonna get from different tobaccos, different Virginias, um, the Orientals, the Periques, the Latakias, um, going with an English blend versus an aromatic. It it there is a whole world of flavor that you're going to bring yourself to if you kind of get out of your comfort zone and you just, you know, expand. Um, it's it's a wonderful world to, to dab into. Um, I started smoking pipes heavily when you came along and getting into different pipes and you told me that there's over 400, 500 different types of tobacco that are just in one company. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the flavor patterns that are going to come from that are un- immense there it's you can smoke all day and never smoke the same thing yeah and with cigars you're kind of uh kind of caged in with you know dominican nicaraguan ecuadorian you know connecticut broadleafs san andreas even though i love them so much mm-hmm. and everybody at this table does as well oh yes um you're just with pipe tobacco, you're kind of, you know, the world of tobacco is kind of at your feet mm-hmm. and you can do what kind of whatever you want. And then you can mix blends as well with the pipe tobacco. You're not caged in and saying, okay, well, I have yep. to smoke this. 
the San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler, and that's it. With pipe tobacco, I could take a little bit of this, I could take a little bit of this, put it in my pipe, and see what comes from it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You you have you're the blender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's another whole world that they can definitely get into. Yeah, it's much more hands on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dave, what have you told um, customers? Jeez, I I just I just have to echo everything that you guys have said. Really, I mean, um, good. Then we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much an echo. I mean, the the, the using it using the uh, like a, a description of you know an automatic and a and a standard is just perfect. Um, you have so much more control. Um, over what you're smoking instead of just uh, smoking what somebody else's presentation is, mm. uh, which there's nothing wrong with, but it's nice to be able to um, be a part of it yeah. and experience it on your own. Mm. So Now, another question that, that uh, we've gotten uh, is, you know, if you're going to age pipe tobacco, do you leave it in the tin or do you put it in a mason jar? I know uh, people who, you know, whenever they get home with their tin of tobacco, they open the tin, put it in a mason jar, and put it put it away. Um, uh, now, here's here's my thought on this. Now, when it comes to aging pipe tobacco, there's a million different things that you could do out there, and you know, different points of view. Um, if you're going to age a bulk tobacco. I would definitely mm. put it in a mason jar, seal it up right, and, you know, don't touch it for a while. Uh, if it comes in a tin, the aging. if it comes in a tin, I would leave it in the tin, in the tin yep. unopened. It's already airtight. It's already ready to go. I would just throw it somewhere where you can't find it, can't get it. Um, you know, I, I I literally have to do that for myself. I kind of have to put things somewhere where I'm going to put them in your cellar. Them, you That's know, like a two foot crawl. You know, <laughs> so so I can't easily get to the things. You know, get down on all fours and you know four feet back and you yeah. know, all that stuff. <laughs> now I know people who want to put everything into mason jars. Um, I had a a. Um, friend of mine who you know whenever he got his tobacco and and frankly they were mostly bulks he would he would put them all into little mason jars put them into drawers chalk tops on everything and that's all great especially especially if you're getting bulk stuff that's that's the way to go and i know people who like using mason jars because then they can control the size and shape of each thing so that they're easier to stack they're easier to store you know, you have one standard size thing. <clears throat> That's yeah, not all tins are equal. That that said, um, I get that. I understand that. Um, I don't follow that myself. I don't personally. Do that I feel when you crack a tin, that's kind of like uh, it's opened. Yeah, I, that's the feeling I get with it too. You know, if you if you if you crack open a tin, you might as well just smoke it. Yeah. And if you keep something in a mason jar and you keep smoking it, you're not aging it. Yeah. You're, it's just getting old. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, to age something, you, you want to keep it in a cool, dark place. The great thing about pipe tobacco and aging is you don't need a humidor. Mm -hmm. um, pipe tobacco does not need to be kept in a 70-70 uh, environment like cigars do. As a matter of fact, that's bad for the tobacco. You don't want to do that. So um, just take the tin, put it someplace where it's dark and relatively cool, you know, between 60, 70 degrees. Frankly, the closer you can get to 60, 65, the better. And just and just let it go there. Um, you know, and my experience has been if the tobacco is going to be smoked in less than a year, I haven't experienced keeping it in the tin being a detriment. Mm. If it's longer than that, yeah, you could experience some serious dry out stuff. But here, here, and and my my experience really comes from twins, where we're able to have so uh, open tins of pretty much everything that we sell, that isn't rare anyway, and um, you know because it's it's real nice to you know for people who are newer to the um, pipe market or pipe tobacco market to be able to open a tin and let them sniff, let them smell, let them see what's inside. Um, maybe try a pinch in their pipe to see if they like it. It's a, it's a great selling tool when you can show somebody, you know, here's nightcap. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it smells like. You want to, you, you know, yeah, you take a pinch, yeah. take a pinch, put it in the pipe and then they'll buy it because when, you know, unlike a bulk tobacco where, you know, stores usually have them in big jars, you can open it up and you can smell it and everything. Um, yeah, you know, and you can't do that with you cigars. Can't, you, you know, that's the other big thing to pipe. Well, you can you 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 can smell a cigar. You, but you can sample. You it. can look at it. No, you can't sample it. But but when a pipe tobacco is in a tent, you can't see it, let alone smell it. So when you can show somebody what it looks like, what it smells like, that's a big selling point. Absolutely. And what I've noticed is, you know, those tins that are open. Even a, a year later, because they're sealed back up with the plastic top or with the screw-on tap like the um, uh, nightcap, it's going to last and, and hold its moisture for a good long time. You don't need to put everything into mason jars. Um, so unless you're really planning on aging it, leave it in the tin. Don't open the tin. Let that sit. Let that age. And it's going to age beautifully. Um, another question we have is what ages well? Not all things age equally. Like we've kind of talked about with the cigars. The Opus X, mm -hmm. you know, um, is a cigar that almost universally is agreed. You get it, you sit on it for a year, two years, three years, five years, and then you're going to get an absolutely phenomenal cigar. Um, I think another testament to that is the, is the Byron's and Atabay's from Selected Tobacco. Um, in, the, in Nelson Alfonso's case, he ages them before you get them. So by the time you get the cigar, like if you get a Grand Poema white box, it's already five years aged as a cigar mm. by the time you get it. And that's one of the reasons it's so fantastic. It's also one of the reasons the price is so <laughs> fantastical yeah, at 33 bucks a, a stick is because it 
you know, somebody was holding on to that cigar and aging it for you for five years. With an intricate process. With a very, with a very involved process of aging too. Exactly, Dave. So you're, you're paying for that process. Um, but you get a fantastic cigar. Um, but not all tobaccos age equally well. Um, Virginia's are aged the best because they have the highest sugar content in them. And that sugar content is what's really going to dictate how well the tobacco ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that we're experiencing with the, with the nightcap here is that the Virginias have really aged well. The uh, Orientals have aged well. They're like kind of number two on the sugar content list. Um, Virginias have somewhere between 25 and 30% natural sugars in them. Um, Orientals are around 12%. And so you're, you know, the flavors deepen, you know, with the, and get, sweeter and richer and spicier with the Virginias, with the Orientals. With Latakia, it's been smoked and dried out, and and a lot of the sugar is gone from that. It's going to more, it's going to be more muted as time goes on. Um, Burleys have almost no sugar in them at all by the time they're done, like 0.2% sugar. They're not going to age well. Um, Aromatics, because of the low sugar content in the Cavendish, which is basically burley that's been processed in a particular way, the flavors and the toppings are going to get more muted as time goes on. Aging aromatics is not a good idea. Not really going to do much. Tobaccos that are mostly burley. are not going to age incredibly well. So if you've got a good base of Virginia in the tobacco, and that's one of the reasons I think all of us are so excited about aging the um, uh, red Carolina Red Flake, yep. because that's all it is, is yep. Virginia. It's going to age incredibly well. I'd like to have some old black Irish or brown Irish. It's too. going to change. Now, you know, those have dark fire Kentucky in them. It's not all Virginia. Okay. And... Um, the, it, you know, so the Virginias are going to age on those, um, but the Burleys are, and the, and the Kentuckys are not going to age in the same way. And so you, you want to be mindful of what it is you're trying to age when you're, when you're doing it, because not everything is going to become stellar when you age it. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, are there any new? I'm I'm on my final third of this. I need to light it up again to see where I'm at. This uh, is really going incredibly well with uh, the drink. The old is. tub <laughs> has done a great job matching with both these tobaccos. I incredibly well. Incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished mine. I that way too much. Apparently, <laughs> you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished mine. Of course, you did. So I had your what? Your pet tobacco? Yeah, my Dunhill. <laughs> that was just it was before the drink. Yeah, wow. that was wow. I know that was uh. You all right? You all right tonight, Nick? I am. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling very fine. Um, I was just so good. It was just I just kept smoking it. And, 
kept going and going and going. And it just this, kept smoking it. Just this, kept going. This. It's something I'm going to smoke until it's gone. And it was gone. I had a little bit left of the Peterson, and I'm smoking that now. Now the and Peterson is gone. It's almost gone. But the difference between them both is night and day. You get more rich complexity in the Dunhill and then in the Peterson one, the 2020, even though it is really good. You don't you do get a little bit complexity, but it's a little bit more kind of straightforward with the taste. Mm-hmm. You get the Orientals, a little Virginia, a little La- what is it, per- uh, Perique, right? Mm-hmm. Get a little Perique on the re- on the retro, and then that's it. And it's really good, really creamy, really smooth. But the Dunhill with nine years of age it's is impressive. It is. It's very, very impressive. excellent. I would have to agree. I think the uh, the twenty twenty is is creamy smooth uh you know with the uh, uh the leather and earth and 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 floral notes this is a lot more, it's transcendent a lot more intense and mm-hmm. and a lot more spice i'm picking up I'm not picking up a lot of the fruit but i'm picking up a lot more spice mm-hmm. the orientals i think are absolutely well present and uh it's a lot more uh bolder a lot more bolder a lot bolder a lot bolder. bolder. That's much better English. Bolder very shoe. I, um, I have to throw a Davism. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to throw a Davism in there. Now, our uh, esteemed Canadian friend, Rod. Hey, Rod. <laughs> is the first asking us, <laughs> um, if I was to start smoking a pipe, what would you recommend for a first pipe and a first blend? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Well, Savinelli. Get yourself a good Savinelli. Unfinished. Yeah, nice. Well, you could go unfinished. I'd do a good Savinelli with a hundred. With a hundred bucks, you can get an unbelievable pri- uh, pipe, unbelievable craftsmanship, um, and a first tobacco. Lane one Q. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'd probably say lane Haunted one Q shop, if you can bro. get it. But if uh, if you're going ten, man, try to get yourself some Esoterica. And never look back. Never look back. I'm thinking. I, I said Lane One Q only because it's probably it is the most popular one out there, true, yeah. and that is pro- maybe the most the right. easiest to find. Captain I would Black, think. Blue. Yeah. Yep. Or Captain Black. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Captain yep. Black. Blue. The yep. Navy. Yes. Yeah. I would. Um, if you wanted a non-aromatic, I would recommend Cornell and Deal's Haunted Bookshop. Uh, if you wanted to try a tin, one of my favorite tins to start people on Burberry? is Burberry GLP's Coast. Penny Farthing. Uh, and that is a Virginia Perique shag. It's shagadelic, baby. Shag, baby. And it's a very dry tobacco, and it's a shag. And shag very means it's, it's very thinly cut. Um, I think that's one thirty second of an inch thick. It's a it's a real true shag, and um, because it's a shag, it's very easy to pack your pipe with. And um, uh, again, the flavors in that would be very you know uh, comparable to cigar smoking. So Rod, I would think that would be very good for you. It's a sipping tobacco because it's a shag. It burns real quick, so you just kind of lightly puff on the cigar on the pipe, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Savinelli Unfinished retails for um, 60 bucks. That's a great lifetime pipe, um, you know, and uh, that's what they do with Briar that has some 
it's it's good quality, but it's not as pretty as they want for the you regular make it lines. Pretty. That's the point. Um, but as you smoke it, the uh, Savinelli unfinished pipe, Latinas, <laughs> and any unfinished pipe um, will absorb the uh, oils and things that are in the tobacco, the oils from your hands. Um, and the pipe changes color and patinas uh, as you smoke it, and you get this really, really incredible pipe. I, the first Savinelli uh, unfinished pipe that I bought for myself, I bought so that I had a kind of inexpensive pipe to bring around the shop and uh, uh, not worry about it getting banged up or dinged up or dented because, you know, it was just a, a cheaper pipe. Uh, what ended up happening was it became one of my favorite pipes and I leave it at home <laughs> because it's so gorgeous now. And it's, 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 it's just a fantastic pipe. Put some uh, lacquer on that thing and make it shine. Yeah. So GLPs, penny farthing, one uh, Q, if you want to start with something that's a light aromatic, that is the best selling pipe tobacco in uh north america right now and has been for decades since it came out mm -hmm. haunted bookshop would be another great bulk uh, any of those three would be uh, favorites of mine for starting out uh, but go for a pipe that uh, looks good to you that feels good in your hand mm -hmm. um, you know it's something that you're going to have for a very long time if you get a Savinelli. Uh, like this or Peterson, I think that's or Nording, like Dave has over there. Uh, those are all pipes that you're going to have for the rest of your life. So you want to get something that you enjoy holding, looking at, um, that feels good in your hand. Um, you know, but you don't have to spend a ton of money. Nope. Uh, now, if you try it and you end up liking it. Yeah, spend some money on a pipe because it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. And Rod, I can tell you, you'd look great with a pipe. Mm. <laughs> Lawyer Rod needs to get himself a pipe. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, they make a great pipe tobacco that I like uh, from Briarworks called Country Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That might be something to have uh, as you're digging out of the snow this winter <laughs> up there in Canada. Mr. Rod. Yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, how about a would-you-rather question? You want to end with a would-you-rather question? Oh, we got to do the news. Oh, the we news. have. that's right. We have the news. We haven't yeah. even gotten to that. That's right. If you guys thought you were in a good mood now, Ugh. wait, you're going to be depressed by the time this is over. Yeah. Yay. I've got three pieces All right, here tonight. We go. Ready, ready for the news. And not one, unfortunately, is happy. Mm -hmm. So... That... That you couldn't come up with a better stinger for Paul. That's no, we asked for that. You that's, did. That's old. That's old school, my friend. How old? That is, is that? old school. Mm -hmm. Before CNN. It's got oh, like the, the Morris way code before. Like, okay, so the oh, first, the first. I'll go back to my original stuff. Yes. Miami Cigar and Company downsizing Salesforce. Uh... Next year, Miami Cigar and Company's Salesforce will be much smaller. Effective January 1st, the company will reduce its sales force from 14 sales representatives and brokers to just five. Oh. 
In a letter to retailers by Jason Wood, the vice president of Miami Cigar and Company, the company said it was moving in a different direction. He declined to provide much in the way of detail in the letter, but it seems likely the move is related to the fact that one brand, the flavored cigar line Tatiana, makes up a disproportionate of the company's sales despite receiving little advertising and few new products. Mm -hmm. Miami Cigar Company has other brands it owns, Nesta Miranda and Don Lino, and is a U.S. distributor of La Aurora and Toscano. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we did find out that the sales rep who supports us, Arturo, Arturo. Arturo Diaz, is affected by this. Ah, we love so you, buddy. Very, very sad to hear that. We'll miss you. Well, hopefully he'll be back with yeah. something else. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. They usually back. stick around in the cigar world, so yeah. hopefully he'll be able to land somewhere else and we'll he's be able better. to see him. So he's a great guy. Mm. He really, really is. The second piece of news, yeah. JRE suffers warehouse break-in. Oh, uh, I heard about Now, for this. those of you who don't know JRE, they're the, they are the Aladino. makers of Aladino. Mm. Teardrop. Eusto Aurora heard horror stories, but never Aurora. thought it would it would happen to him. Over the last weekend, it did happen to him. Oh. JRE Tobacco Company was the victim of a warehouse burglary. Burglary. This. Aurora told. Aurora told Half Wheel that thieves broke in through the roof and emptied the company's Miami warehouse of all its products. Dave, are you listening? No, I don't want to. This is, quote unquote, this has taken an emotional toll on us as 2020 continues to hurt us all, said Aurora, president of JRE, in a statement was, that was sent to his sales representatives. JRE is stressing retailers not to buy cigars through any sources other than its sales representatives or offices. Mm. So anyone who is looking for Aladino cigars, it might be a little bit of delay, unfortunately. Yeah. That's that's sad. That really, really is. Yeah. The fact that he emptied the whole warehouse, too. And if you are offered, report them. Especially yes. the vintage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, do vintage. you think... I think Jimmy Price went down there and took everything <laughs> <laughs> Take out his competition. It could be. Christian. Maybe Christian did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think the big brother might be behind this. And in, and if you're a New York... <laughs> and if you're a New York listener... God bless you, my friend. Yep. Oh boy. Bill could increase New York tax New York cigars tax to hundred and twenty nine percent. A new bill, yes. A new bill. A bill proposed in the New York Senate Assembly would make it the most expensive state in the country to buy cigars, effectively doubling the price of cigars in less than a year. Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal, the district of of sixty seven, who is a Democrat, has introduced AB one 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 two three, which would increase on certain tobacco products. The most damning changes would be for cigars and vapor products. Yep. If passed, this would increase the tax on larger cigars from seventy five percent of the wholesale price to one hundred and twenty nine percent of the wholesale <laughs> price. Jesus. As an example, a cigar with an MSRP of nine fifty. Which likely retails for sixteen sixty three before sales tax currently, this would increase to twenty four dollars and fifty one cents. <laughs> yeah, so much for the cigar industry because in New York. Because apparently seventy five percent didn't make much money. No kidding. <laughs> after like one month, the proposal will Surprise. also increase the tax on vapor products from twenty percent to a wholesale price of forty eight percent. It would increase. It would be the second massive tax increase for cig uh, cigar retailers in less than a year. Last month, 
a change went into effect that removed a tax scheme that effectively taxed cigars at 28.5% of the wholesale price. Under that system, the same cigar with an MSRP of $9.50 was likely around $12.21. The 129% uncapped tax would make cigars in New York the most taxed in the U.S., passing Utah's 86% tax rate. Yep. Unbelievable. And the fact that they just pa- they just in, uh, enacted that 75% tax, and now they want to go after more. Yeah, and more, some businesses have already gone out of business. Yep. You know? Yep. So, if you like That's cigars, don't live in New York. Just crazy. Just let 2020 continue. Mm-hmm. Just. Oh, that's horrible. I need, I need to drink. Mm-hmm. Mm. Drink to them. Mm. Oh, God save New York. God All bless right. New Hampshire. Um, with a zero percent tax on mm-hmm. cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the nine fifty cigar is nine fifty. Yes. Uh, we remember. had a guy. We actually had a guy in Londonderry today from Michigan, and when I rang him up, told him a price. He was like, "There's no tax." He's like, there's a state that has no tax. He didn't even, he just didn't think that it was even possible. Yep. You know, and I'm like, that's, that's just sad. That man from Michigan shops here all the time. He should know. He should know there's no tax here. Yeah. I know exactly who that is. He knows there's no tax here. Mm. <laughs> well, he didn't even, I don't think so. Cause he didn't even know there was a lounge upstairs. Probably okay. A probably a different guy from Michigan then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, would you rather? Would I? We need a, we need a little pick me up would you rather question after that depressing news you know they're not taxing alcohol like that are they in new york i, I doubt it yeah there's a bit of news on it there's 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 you're gonna of course see, not you're gonna see liquor go up good grief Let would me. you rather dave uh-oh starting with dave today mm-hmm. would you rather live on a houseboat or in a cabin in the house. Oh, oh. damn. That's tough. Mm. Houseboat. I would rather live in a houseboat. Uh, that would be that well, would be awesome well, for me. Yeah. I'd love to if, live in a houseboat. If the if the houseboat, I house remember houseboat, houseboat. <laughs> hey, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> the first. The first bird. That I remember was in MacGyver because he lived on a houseboat. The, her, the first houseboat you remember was on a television show called MacGyver. <laughs> and if it was on the ocean, then the yes. ocean. If it was on a river or a lake, no. Did you just say the ocean? Yeah, the ocean. that's that's what he said. <laughs> the ocean. The ocean. The ocean. Is the houseboat on the ocean? He became French now. With my Kamala toffee. My Kamala toffee. Then I would I would prefer to live in a, a, a log cabin. But if it was on the ocean, yes. The ocean. Why the ocean? Why would you live in a house? The air, man, is just intoxicating. Love it. I love... Um, we know you love salt, Dave. Yes, uh, that is why. So, but if it was not, if it was had to be somewhere else, then I would rather be in a log cabin, mm-hmm. which would also have to be near a lake. But no. we're looking at no, near no, something. it's on a mountain. It's a mountain, mountain like something in a mountain. Uh, definitely. What a houseboat. 
Yeah. I, I feel like you've completely changed your story in the last 30 seconds. Well, if I can't look at a lake or be near a lake in my log cabin, then I will defer to the... Which is it, Dave? Houseboat house. or cabin? The houseboat. The houseboat. Okay. Houseboat. All right. On the ocean. Nick. Houseboat. Try not to change your mind. Houseboat. <laughs> All day long. I love the sea. Yep. Um, if it's on the sea. If it's on. Is it a sea? Is a sea. Is it a sea? Um, houseboat. I it love depends beer. if there's liquor. <laughs> if there's yes. plenty of bourbon... I'll go I'd wherever it is. I'd, I'll go where more of that is. So mm. if it's in like Tennessee and I can get some good bourbon, man, make give me own, that Tennessee. Make my own bourbon. Be uh, in the tenant and Tennessee has mountains. They have yes. Mountains, right? Oh yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. yes, it does. Be high up in the Tennessee mountains. The Tennessee. <laughs> Making my own bourbon up there. Ooh, mm, moonshine. But it would probably have to be a houseboat. <laughs> well, you'd make moonshine. You would. I would make. Anything, with anything <laughs> with, with a good alcohol content. Fifty proof. Um, I'd be drinking Paul, that all day. Uh, to me, I love the woods. I love camping. I, I, I know what my girlfriend would say. She'd say the houseboat without yeah. fail. But I yeah. would absolutely choose the cabin. Yeah, I Paul is love not a the solid. I love the solitude mm-hmm. of the woods, mountains, grizzly uh, Adam the, Paul. The, the fresh air. You can have fires. You can't have a fire on a boat. Well, you, can. You, can, you can have a, a nice open bonfire out there. Mm-hmm. You can smoke your pipe tobacco, mm-hmm. smoke your cigars, mm-hmm. be with nature. Oh, all day long. Every yeah. day and twice on Sunday, my friend. There you go. Danny? I already said houseboat. 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 You, houseboat. you care to expand on the houseboat? It doesn't matter if it's on the lake the, or, a, lake or, or ocean or, a, or would, a saltwater pool. To live in a houseboat <laughs> pool. That's, that's, that's been a kind of a dream of mine for a long time. I, I would love that. I don't need a lot of space. I'd love to be able to take the boat out and go places, uh, preferably warmer places. Yeah. Mm, the yeah. south. Yeah. Just head south. Why am I here? Why oh. am I here in this? Why aren't you back in Florida? Wet, dreary, cold, New England. Twins in Florida. Here we come. Yeah. Kurt, you need to yep. start. Twin South, I will go down there myself. I told him it for you. I told him we need to. I was trying to tell him because you really, know, what? So I had a conversation yeah. with him that uh-huh. the cigar house mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is like the really yep. only one on that island in Puerto Rico. Mm. I told him he needs to get one next to a golf course or right on the beach, and I'd 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 run it. I'd go down there. And I'd run it. I told him I was trying to plant the seed, and he was, "Hey now!" And he just started laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flannel. Well, he, he likes flannel. Too much flannel. Yep. He, he likes it cold. Flannel walls. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm. final verdict on the uh, nightcap 2011. It's freaking fantastic. Freaking fantastic. Okay. Nick, you finished yours like 12 minutes ago. Second bowl. Second bowl of the old Second stuff. Bowl of the old yeah, stuff. second bowl of the old stuff. I finished the new stuff same, and the old stuff and then same had more drink, the old though. stuff. That's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. What's wrong with you? Mm. I don't know. Are you depressed or something? No. Did your wife tell you you couldn't drink, you know, two full glasses of stuff tonight? We love you. No, man. not at all. You know that? Um, just the tobacco has been taking too taking up too much of my time mm. well that says um, something i've never seen you 
get mm-hmm. more interested in tobacco than the drink. It's very, very good. You're much more into alcohol. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, I. This is some good alky. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. I thought it was a, a a fantastic tobacco. I thought it was a lot more complex, a lot more bold. Uh, you know. It had a lot more of the uh, incense and, and earth and spice. Uh, the retrohale was really intense. Uh, still very smooth. Wasn't as creamy as the 2020. Um, I'm going to make a case for both of them, though. I think yeah. both, without a doubt. I'm going to say equally, I liked them both. I really, really did. But uh, th- this one, the 2011, was very, very good. Yeah. Very special. I'm, I'm smoking the 2020 again right now. And... Uh, very very good and the further down the bowl you get the better it gets yeah um with the the 2011 it was very uniform all as it went down the bowl yes it was the 2020 changes Mm -hmm. as you go down the bowl and i i like that i like the fact that that there's a there's a complexity in the 2020 that you don't get in the age stuff and so that as you smoke it down it gets richer and deeper uh, as you smoke it they're both very very good um the 2020 is definitely more a little bit more intense um it's earthier it's got more of a charred note to it um the a lot of the sweetness and creaminess is gone you mean the, the, smoothness, the smoothness is still there in the 2011 yep but um uh, they're both, I think, equally enjoyable. I, I, I would not be unhappy with either of these. Yep. Uh, both great tobaccos. Mm. Um, now, next week, people, we have something very special. It is Size Matters mm. with Kurt Kendall. Whoa. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm-hmm. We will be looking at how ring gauge affects the smoking experience of tobacco. We've talked about how age affects the experience of smoking the tobacco this week. Next week, we are moving to an all-cigar episode where we will be looking at how the ring gauge affects the smoking experience of tobaccos of the same blend. And we're going to do that by smoking the 724-1874 Gagger. Mm. which is a 6 by 60 ring gauge cigar, and then smoking the 1874 Lancero, Ooh, which is a 7.5 oh, yeah. by 38 Ooh, Vitola. Uh, they're both made of the same blend of tobaccos. How does the girth of the cigar change how the tobacco presents? You're going to have to find, find out, out next time by being with us. Get yourself a uh, 724-1874 Gagger and Lancero and smoke along with us. We'd love to know what you think. And Kurt will be here with us. And if things go the way he promised, he will be here in this room live. with Flannel and all. The flannel man will be here in person. And we're really looking forward to that. And if things go well. You might have the potion master the as well. Master, She'll be master. finally showing oh, herself. That would be fantastic. That's going to be if epic. If there's anything better than Kurt, it's Kendra, the potion master. Yes. Hopefully, uh, things will align and 
all of us will be able to be here next week. So make sure you follow us to get notified about that at facebook.com forward slash NJBS podcast and follow us on Instagram at not just blowing smoke so that you don't miss a thing. We'll see you next week, people. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. And that's not just blowing smoke. Another day, another smoke, boys. See ya. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down.